What's up, everyone? Welcome into Animan Plus, episode 56. Hopefully, you're having an incredible day. Whatever day you're listening, perhaps watching this podcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash sparky3. Give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend that you're watching and listening. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Uh, as always, I do have Zach here, as you can see on the screen. Zach, buddy, how are you feeling today, my friend? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Having a good day so far? Yeah, so far, so good. Right on, man. As you can see, we are still doing things remotely for the time being. Uh, we'll see how much longer we will we'll see before we can get him back in studio. Uh, I do have some information on Josh, though. Uh, Josh's hiatus will definitely continue. We don't know when it will end. Uh, just it, it's work, man. It, that's all it is. It's work. Got a couple personal things going on at home as well. Uh, that's t- you know time up his schedule quite a bit, where he just can't commit the time to you know watching some anime and reading you know everything that he's been reading. Uh, he's been doing bare bones reading recently, like, like just hitting up one piece and i think that's it i don't think he's reading anything else right now he's just been really busy so uh josh's hiatus will continue that'll be the last time that i mention it for now until he does come back um you know we've had some good talks recently he's going to come back at some time soon once work calms down hopefully he'll calm down sometime soon from the most recent update it doesn't sound like it's going to be soon from the most recent update but we'll see we'll see we'll get him back on the show we'll have a great time and hopefully on video too we're we're, we're working out the video stuff but josh your internet sucks get better internet so we can do video with you yeah that would definitely help <laughs> yeah get better internet bump up those gigs baby and uh we'll definitely get you on here we'd appreciate that uh we'd also appreciate a follow over at twitter at animan podcast you can always check out our other shows like loud gamers terrible football show talking about movies and stuff and lastly if you want to support us further the patreon is a great way to do so but don't feel obligated just be a friend tell a friend that you're watching and listening we'd appreciate that and call it good uh shout out to andy our tier one patron we appreciate the hell out of you uh, with all that said, first thing that I want to shout out is shout out to the fact that I totally forgot what day of the month it is because I forgot about the Rocky Four director's cut. <laughs> I, I wanted to go see that. John and I both did. So we Oops. could, yeah, so we could review it on talking about movies and stuff. And you want to know how I was reminded? I was reminded from a movie TV reviewer that I follow. I, I saw his tweet about it. And what kills me that I forgot what day of the month it was, you know, that it was coming out and what I even lost track of what day it actually was for myself. You know, his mm-hmm. tweet was talking about how incredible it was. He's just like, for a director's cut, this really takes it above and beyond where it really stands out. And I'm like, damn it <laughs> it's like yeah, I, I hated i hated reading that because i'm just like damn i i have now how long do i have to wait before i can watch say, this because it was only airing in theaters for like that one night right one day one day yeah. and like i said apparently it's not like your normal sort of director's cut where it'll add like a couple of things and it's it's you know where it's one of those things where it's like not really noticeable you know uh yeah. in this case it was noticeable where it almost feels like a different movie in a way and just adds Dang. so much more to the movie and i'm just like damn it i can't believe i forgot that i mean i love the rocky movies so very disappointing there We'll follow back up and hopefully talk about that on talking about movies and stuff, as well as the Eternals. Uh, hopefully, we can go see the Eternals sometime soon. Don't know when. Uh, I got a very busy slate here in the near future, so hopefully, we can go see Eternals as well and talk about that. And I know Hawkeye uh, on Disney Plus is coming out soon, and I'm very looking forward to watching that as well. That's supposed to be what a short series. Yeah, six episodes. Yeah, six episodes, like uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki. They were both six. WandaVision was the only one that was nine. Also, shout out to the fact that uh, WandaVision is getting its own little spinoff with Agatha. Agatha's getting her own show, Agatha, the oh, House, yeah, I remember the House of Heart. Yeah, just got announced today, as well as a bunch of other shows. So that, that was actually pretty exciting. Um, Zach, you got anything, anything on your mind that's been going on you want to chat about? 
No, not particularly, because, I mean, besides our usual stuff, the only thing I've been doing is I've been rewatching uh, Lock Horizon this week. Oh, how's that been going? It's been going good. I mean, it's weird considering that seasons one and three are on Funimation, which I've been using for that. Mm -hmm. But season two, I can only get on either Crunchyroll or Hulu, but neither of those have season one or three. Oh, that's crap. Yeah. Uh, You know, talking about other stuff we've been watching, uh, I did check out the first four episodes of Comey Can't Communicate. Uh, I very much recommend that to people. It's, it's It's a cute, fun little watch. I will not lie. Uh, you get some good laughs out of it. It is adorable. I will go ahead and say that up front. I do not care. It, it's a fun little watch, man. I, I'm enjoying it so far. Is it just a slice of life or is it a romance? Uh, slice of life with some, tit- with some tidbits of romance, but it's definitely more on the slice of life side of things. Gotcha. Okay. No, I, I, I do think it's actually pretty solid, man. I like, I like how they, you know, how well they highlight the social anxiety aspect of things. Cause like, you'll get like narration where it's talking about not just Comey in particular, but just people with social anxiety as a whole, where it's just like, you know, if someone with social anxiety, you know, can't do this or this, and then it'll set up what the scene that it's going to. And plus I, I love just the constant on-screen little pieces of text, and they go away so quick too. Where it's just like you know, someone says something, you know, to like to Comey, and it just pops up very quickly down at the bottom. Where it's like Comey is very confused, and it just goes away immediately. Like just little tidbits like that, man, are just hilarious to me. And man, there are some there are some fucking freaks in this show too. There are some fucking freaks. You know, I've been noticing that about just newer anime in general. A lot of newer anime are just going straight dark it's like slow almost slow hinting going into like 17 plus area but not quite 18 because like one of the other series i've been watching that's been airing this season is um uh the finest assassin reincarnated oh yeah and aristocrats yep uh, world and the most recent episode it focused on this new female character who uh, he more or less recruited or bought into his family and focused completely on her and her group of friends she looked with, with and how they got picked up by thugs and were prostituted for several years. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, no, it went straight to dark. That end. did. That and, did. And, like, it literally didn't have the main character showing up to, like, the last couple minutes of that episode. I was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i've heard it's actually pretty solid so far that's the general review I mean, that it, I've seen. it's a good series it's definitely good but okay. like this episode it fucking it hits you <laughs> with the whole uh human trafficking aspect i was like fuck have you checked out uh the the faraway paladin because that was one that was kind of on my radar i have not watched it yet okay. i'm actually wanting to watch that one just straight because okay. i am very interested in that one yeah that one's on my radar and i might check out sometime soon uh but you but i, I don't know do you have netflix uh probably okay i don't yeah. have an active account but i probably have it I, I hear you netflix is one that you know i'm just bumming off jimmy just because I, I don't really use netflix that much but if you got the time i definitely would check out comey though comey's it is a fun little watch it is and when i say we got some freaks man we got some fucking freaks episode three we get introduced to a character agari and she's just like she wants to be comey's pet like <laughs> in, in a weird way like she calls herself her like she calls she acknowledges that she is comey's dog her pet dog. And then she like, dude, it's weird. Like Comey came up to her, was wanting uh, one, you know, Comey's, you know, still trying to come out of her shell and, you know, just kind of generally communicate and stuff. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Gary's just like, you know, Oh, Comey, what can I get for you? Do you need a drink? Do you need a massage? Can I lick your feet or whatever? I'm just like, 
<laughs> okay, we got a fucking There's freak in here. Right there on the side. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the, the episode four, we got introduced to like a like a psycho. This one chick, I forgot her name already, but she's like in love with with Comey. She wants to date Comey, whatever. And it's to the point where she takes our our protag, kidnaps him, and locks him in her house all day, and is literally threatening to kill him. She's just like, "What do you prefer, <laughs> the woods or the ocean?" He's just like. The, the woods, I guess. She's like, okay, great. That's where I'm going to bury you. She's just like, oh, my God. Like, full-blown psychopath, man. So, I mean, we got some freaks in this show, but it, it is a fun little watch. I definitely recommend it. Uh, but, yeah, F- Faraway Paladin's one that I want to check out sometime soon. I still need to finish um, uh, the, the Pirate Princess one. I still need to finish that. I haven't finished it yet, but that one was also a fun watch about five episodes in. Um, uh, unless you got anything else, we can go ahead and jump into it, I guess. No, I mean I'm good. Um, okay, I was just watching your camera. Oh yeah, something. Oh, it may just be for me. I don't know. Oh. It, maybe some lag for me. Uh, I mean, it looks fine on my end. I see the like the layout, everything over there. It looks good for me. We both look great cool. on, the, on the stream. That's ultimately what matters. You know, but uh, no, I do feel like this will potentially potentially uh, be a little bit of a quicker episode because I'll go ahead and start with a couple shows for me because they will be very quick hits. Uh, I'll start with Demon Slayer. I got nothing to talk about. Like this was a no shit, a literal shot for shot from the movie. Like I pulled the I pulled the movie up on the other monitor, played it. Nothing was different at all. Like it was a literal. This episode was Tandro's dream. Him getting out of the dream, him starting to fight. Uh, what lower one is the one we're dealing with in this movie? Yeah. Um. You know him. You know cutting his throat every time. Whatever. Uh. Episode ends with uh, Anosuke waking up. Boom. There's the episode breakdown. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Like that. That's it. it th- this episode was a literal shot for shot. I feel like as we get to the climax of this train arc, that is when we're going to actually start to see those extra scenes they're talking about, especially the Rengoku fight, of course. I do think that fight is going to be a little bit different from the movie. I do think so. But right now, no, it, it, there's nothing different. You know, so nothing to so talk about there. Mostly they've been doing this just so they give more time for Rengoku and then just to give more time, I guess, for them to animate the... The theater district arc. Yeah, I, I think so personally. I mean, I think I I, I genuinely do. I, this, I feel like this was an easy way to not put more work on them because they may have seen examples of like Dragon Ball Super, which those arcs were terrible in every way. Uh, yeah. you know, they may have seen that. They may have also seen the Boruto one, where that arc was phenomenal and pretty lengthy. I mean, it was like maybe. 20-ish episodes for the Boruto movie arc. You know, I could be mm-hmm. wrong on that episode count. could be a little bit lower. But they, they probably just like, eh, let, don't really want to do that. The movie looks beautiful. We'll just cut it in. We'll change a couple scenes. We'll add in some extra music. People won't fucking give a shit. Which, fair, it is Demon Slayer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's nothing to talk about on it. You know, I'll still keep watching it week after week. But uh, once something changes, I'll talk about it. Uh, my other quick hit is uh, Sakugan, actually. Uh, Sakugan, this episode really felt like um, it just felt like one of those you know traditional one-off episodes. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like we yeah. necessarily horribly like really pushed the plot forward. I mean, obviously, I could be wrong. The stuff they did come could come in a massive impact later. I don't feel like it did. All I feel like was the plus here is they got some money out of it. You know, which they do need. They owe Zakla to like a million units, and they're currently fined like potentially two million units for being like you know criminals. So you know that that was the only real takeaway. But I mean, the premise of the episode 
was, you know, at the end of the last episode, they were, you know, picked up again by by the uh, the by the by the uh, bureau. So they were t- arrested, and uh, basically, you know, the guy, uh, which I do know his name, sort of. It, it, like I said, these night these names are nightmares. His name is like uh, Mir Oro Mir Oro. I'm just like, dude, these names are just nightmares in this show. Uh, up front, yeah. every name. Um, so they're working this, with... It's originally a Japanese series, right? Yes, yes, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, this is a Japanese... This is a novel out of Japan. Um, yeah, so these names are nightmares up front. But, you know, he takes them and he's just like, you know, he shows them like, you know, this big underground forest, whatever, you know, in, in the labyrinth, of course. And the forest is pretty much dead. Uh, it's completely dying, dying out. You, know, you see vultures, everything, and then uh, Mimimpa realizes there's no, there's no air. Like she, you know, licks her thumb, you know, puts it up in the air, realizes there's no, there's no airflow, which that is obviously the problem. You know, there's no oxygen really getting in here, helping keep shit alive, and that's when he shows them. You know, the whole point. You know, Miroro's big thing that he wanted to show them is, hey, there's this giant factory that they call the God of Wind. It just produces a lot of airflow all throughout that area. It's fucked up. Can you fix it? They agree to fix it. They get in like hazmat suits or whatever. Cause I mean, there's like acid potentially coming out of this place and shit. Very high tech oh, facility. And that's all it was, was Mimimpa was just dead set determined to fix this. Like they, you know, as going through it, uh, Gagamba notices some marker, you know, little flags that markers use. And, you know, that's when uh, Miro is like, yeah, we've hired markers in the past. They died. They didn't make it. He's like, oh, so this is as far as they got. Uh, That's unfortunate. You know, and I I don't think Miro, you know, I don't think he has any alternate, you know, motives because he went with them. It's not like he sent them in there by himself. I, I genuinely think he's just. I, I do as a, from a series standpoint. I don't think he's an antagonist. I don't know. Well, could be. I could be wrong. I feel like if he was an antagonist, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have gone down there with him. That's my opinion because it's a pretty dangerous place. Um, in the episode, uh, Mimimpa just kept getting lost over and over again, which confuses her. Then she realizes her little necklace thing, whatever that shows this map. It actually mm-hmm. shows like a map of the full labyrinth almost because she notices on the on the jewel when she shines it back up like she notices different pieces are like moving and everything and that's when she realizes well that's why she was getting lost is because where they're where they are the god of wind just it keeps moving like yeah it's like a labyrinth almost this this factory this facility this plant whatever is like a labyrinth and platforms and shit tubes they keep moving constantly once she figures that out she's able to kind of figure her way around and basically get to the area where the problem was and fixed it and then she's like oh cool fixed it you know there's now airflow coming back into this already dead forest maybe we can bring it back and then Gagamba's just like okay that was cool and all and it's cool that you wanted to save all this but where's my money you know and that was the end of the episode I mean it was like it was to me a true one-off I don't feel like we progress the plot really unless it comes yeah. unless it comes you know this airflow comes back and helps us later I don't know but as of now it feels like a massive one-off to me so we'll see what continues to happen hey they got some money out of it I guess well assuming the episode ended without the Miro just started laughing and so I'm, I'm assuming where they're gonna get paid I don't know I'm assuming he's not gonna have money next episode so yeah I mean basically uh, but anyway, let's hop over from there. What about Yashi? He made it. Was that a one-off? Did we have anything good going on? Is it progressing the plot kind of like this season's been doing? How, how's it going um, so far? Episode so 30, far it I think. It like it was a one-off. Uh, um, as I mentioned last episode, pretty much the princess character from the last season decided she wanted to escape the castle. So she had ninjas kidnap Setsuna and dress Setsuna up in her clothes before Setsuna could wake up. Okay. Yeah, so Setsuna was just chilling in uh, the house where her, Toa, and Kaede live. And literally, Toa walks out because Kaede's like, hey, there's something going on. Will you go check it out? Okay. 
uh, just watch Everset Suna. Literally after she says that, three ninjas show up and take her away. I was like, Kaida, Kaida, you useless old hag. Damn. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. Setsuna wakes up to the princess. The princess uh, crocodile tears and convinces her to stay and take her lessons. And then it just, it's an episode focusing on Moroku and uh, Songo's kids. Ooh, that, that's been a while since we've kind of given any focus on them. Yeah, I they forget. didn't get much in season one. Not really. I forget. I forget the their all their names right this moment because it has been so long. But the they had a son and their two daughters, and it turns out the two daughters are actually twins. Um, which it didn't seem like that last time. It seemed like the it was son and one of the daughters were twins, but apparently the two daughters are both twins, and then the son was younger. Um, and it mostly focuses on the son because he, him more or less just how he became a demon slayer because his, one of his sisters already became followed in their father's footsteps, becoming a nun. And then the other one took up a uh, weapon making and blacksmithing like Songo did. Okay. And so it was him watching, uh, Kohaku fight a demon and not, and not giving up that made him want to become a demon slayer and follow Kohaku and becoming a demon slayer and all that. And more or less, it just becomes a thing of him telling his story to uh, Setsuna and then him going and dealing with the demon because for whatever reason, the princess escaped and she naturally went to the area where a demon could possibly show up. So she naturally gets caught by this giant octopus. And then it just becomes uh, Hisui is his name. Him going and saving the princess and fighting it, and then his both his sisters showing up and also helping fight it, and then them being missed this because they after he so he saves the princess, they both realize the princess has a thing for him, Ooh. and she's just because the princess is straight up just like, I don't want to be taken back in my carriage thing. I want you to take me back, and he's swaying. Oh, it's because you want to ride Kirara, and both his sisters being. No, but you need to take her with you. They're pushing the princess on him pretty much. Trying to hook their brother up. That's funny. And that was more, most, it was just a nice little one-off. Um, I think it's a joke to the writers now because literally Toa realizes Setsuna's gone. And it's even a whole moment of Toa going to Kade being... Where'd Setsuna go? Oh, I don't know. She probably woke up and walked off until just being Setsuna. <laughs> and literally, the rest of the episode, <laughs> it doesn't show her, but her apparently searching for Setsuna for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Jesus, and I, that you said you think that's just like an ongoing joke now with the writers or something? Yes, because any episode where Toa is not on the same for. Uh, area Setsuna. It's literally her only lines are Setsuna and her running around looking for Setsuna. Oh, Jesus. That's annoying. <laughs> yes, but they do it now to the... They just set it off like, well, this is what Toe is now doing. You know what she's doing. We'll just leave it be. And then she eventually finds Setsuna and grabs her. And I'm just like, fuck. Oh, man. And uh, then it does have a moment right at the end of... Uh, Setsuna just being very uncomfortable with still sleeping, seeing as she spent so much time without being able to sleep. As of where she goes and plays 
her violin at the Tree of Ages, now that her and Toa are aware that that's where their mother is being kept, and her, in a previous episode, sort of realizing that the song she always plays on the violin is the song Ren sort of hummed and sang when they were both still in her belly, which makes no sense to me, but that's apparently Setsuna knew that was the song. Alright, yeah, I'm with you. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, it was a nice little one-shot. We had the little moment at the end with Setsuna and her whole uh, struggle with sleep and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, what was the episode preview? Does it look like you're going to be a promising next episode or another bullshit one? Uh, it's going to be another one-shot following Moraha, but they sort of referenced it in this episode. Because when Toa was starting to look for Setsuna, she was like, why isn't Moraha around? And it's just literally a cave with a bunch of demons running going, oh no, it's Moraha, the demon slayer! And her just went, I just want to ask a question, guys! <laughs> That's fantastic. Moraha is the best. <laughs> she is the best. I love her. Uh, where do we want to go from here? Do we want to hit Talk Up? You know, we want to hit 86, we want to hit Dragon Quest. You want to get Dragon Quest out of the way? <laughs> Uh, let's hit Taka because okay. I mean Taka was sort of a one one off too. It, seemed it like was a lot of one offs. Yeah, week. I was I was thinking the same thing as I was gearing up for the show. It's like, man, it feels like a lot of just one off episodes happened. <laughs> yeah, because Talk Up to me really felt like a massive one off episode in my mind personally. You know, they're they're just down in New Orleans now, right? And uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Cosette and uh, you know, uh, Anna was uh, just trying to get like some supplies and stuff, and then you bump into like this, you know, this uh, in denial, you know, older mother who thinks that Anna is like her, you know, her daughter when it's it's not. And yeah, uh, it's it's literally a thing. They went to get supplies, and they end up helping all the old folks. Yeah, um, talk though gets you to play a <laughs> piano, so that's cool. Yeah, he naturally finds a jazz club yep. where naturally. they have this this downstairs soundproofed area where they play music and then they have a secret locked up piano room with a drum and pre- piano that they can freaking on the rare chance someone shows up who can play. Yeah, which also, was it like one or just, was it just one or a couple of those guys that actually like played with Talk's father as well? What it looked like, it looked it was only referencing the tuba guy, okay. but it looked at least in the picture that they showed that some of the older one, one or two, maybe the older guys also had played at the time. Plot and then we also got a weird shot of him flashbacking when his father died. Yeah, him actually seeing both Hell and uh, the Hen Maestro's uh, music art. Yeah, yeah. Perfect convenience, that, like you said, of him finding a jazz club, which also happens to be a jazz club that has members that knew his father. What convenience? What perfect plot convenience? <laughs> well, from what it seems, it actually sort of show, developed the story that was Talk's father because yeah. it sort of hinted that Talk's father was this big conductor guy, mm-hmm. but it, it, this really showed that his father was significantly important to the music industry anyone part of the music wanted to play with them and whatnot it seemed like it yeah tr- yeah true because we, we've gotten some like you know through the like the what this is episode six through the five episodes we've gotten so far leading up to this one we've gotten like some little tidbits of that where it's just like you know hinting it and kind of pointing towards that direction of his dad being like this big shot basically yeah. uh, and this episode continued to kind of push towards that narrative and kind of in my mind kind of drove it home a little bit and then we also got uh the head 
conductor guy learning about talked and yeah. uh, Cosette and him being like, oh, this is a blessing. I'm going to go meet him. Yep. Yep. It's <laughs> a blessing like, because, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, what, whatever his dad's name is. I'm drawing a blank. I'm terrible at this. Um, you know, it's just like, oh, his son's still alive. I thought his son perished. I'm going to go meet him. It's just like, ooh, ooh where's this going? So I don't know. That, that, this is gonna be really interesting to me because uh, you know it really puts a different uh, perspective on just like how much of a massive big shot his father was. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that explored more, and maybe this you know this uh, head maestro, this head conductor of the uh, symphonic, whatever, maybe he can give some more insight for us. So I'm I'm actually pretty excited for that. Ho- ho- hopefully it'll just be the next episode. You know, I'm I'm assuming it'll probably be the next episode they meet, but you know it could be an episode or two. But either way, I'm yeah. excited for that. Talk Hop has been a very pleasant surprise. It really has, you know, especially, you know, since it's just from uh, an anime based on a mobile game, it really has been a very pleasant surprise so far. And I still find it hilarious how we d- discovered Talk Hop to even watch oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it's just out of the blue. We're just like, you know, it was like this big announcement. I think Crunchyroll um, Expo is what it, it was. It was Mappa. Mappa, yeah. Yeah, it was just that Expo, whatever. And it's just like, what is this music anime? And we started, we started lit- watching the trailer and you're just like, you were watching it by yourself. And you're like, yo, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. This animation looks awesome. <laughs> it's like the music sounds great. I was about to say the description of the series isn't the greatest in the world, but the actual trailer was fantastic. Then it was a MAPPA project. And not knowing until the first episode came out that it's MAPPA and Madhouse working on it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it really has been a pleasant surprise. Uh, it's definitely also you can always tell which episode who's doing it because Madhouse always gets the acting episodes. <laughs> True, <laughs> which I think is so funny because that was something that we talked about. You know, with the news right after episode one is that like, oh, episode two was going to be done by I think it was uh, Mappa. Just like okay, that's going to be very interesting to see the contrast if it's going to go episode to episode. Like, is one going to do evens, one going to do odds? However, it's going to be. And yes, it is very noticeable when Madhouse is doing it. There's a lot of action. <laughs> uh, where do we want to jump from here? I can do Dragon Quest now. All right, what's going on with your meme? So Dragon Quest. This was the uh, realization for Die that Barum is his father, regardless of all the shit they've been through. He Barum's his father. So just now on episode 56, this this realization comes through. Yeah, because they had the whole thing of them fighting and diving. I, I can't accept him as my father because he's a villain wanting to destroy humans and whatnot. Then these last couple episodes of them working together and everything. It initially starts with Pop in the group of Pop revealing to everyone that they're on a giant bird-shaped ship. Um, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Is this the Divine Beast? <laughs> Actually, you're not wrong. It looks oh. like the Divine Beast. Oh, um, <laughs> okay, okay. So we have a, we have a Zelda crossover here in Dragon Quest. Okay. Yeah, this is Barnes' whole castle is this giant bird ship. Okay. Um, and them all going. Where was that explosion from? Seeing the blown out building, and they're going. It must have been over there. And for some reason, instead of Pop just zooming them to the inside the building, they have to go to the staircase that leads to the door that Barum and Die destroyed and go through that way for whatever reason. Right. I don't know. And they go in there to find uh, the pretty much the place is destroyed. They find Die. They wake Die up and reveals that 
Barum defended Die from the big old explosion using all his Draconic Aura to the point that he turned to stone. But not only did he turn to stone, is he still had enough power where he's just been floating this whole time instead of just falling down. But and it's not until when Dai comes to back to consciousness and he sees that that Barum finally runs out of power and his body falls. And for whatever reason, instead of just staying stone, as his power goes away, he also, also the stone goes away and he just becomes flesh again. And it's a moment where he's falling and Dai goes to try and catch him and just completely misses and he just flops on the ground. Okay. Yeah. And um, him then going, more or less having a moment of, ma'am, heal him. Heal him, and ma'am just going, I can't heal something that doesn't have a spark of life. Oof. And Barum naturally still being somewhat alive and being, die, don't. I can't be saved. Is that you? I can't see anymore. Is that you? <laughs> I was just like, God damn it. Okay. Um, so Dai grabs Barum's hand. He's like, yes, it's me. And him all going on without... And them going, the monster that you ended up raised, you raised you better. That's your father figure. And he's just like, no, Gramps is Gramps. You're my father, Barum. I was just like, God damn it. I knew it was coming with all these episodes and them, their weird bonding. And I was just like, sure, fuck it. Why not? (laughs) And then it has a whole moment. It doesn't even have just the stereotypical, I'll live on in your heart. It literally has Barum's spirit going into Dai's body into his heart. Oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> and everything into the pop just being like, I know it's it, it's it's a whole dumb moment of this shit. And of them going, what do we do now? And everyone being like, we need to go fight Var- King Varn. And Pop being like, no, why would we do that? Dice father just died in front of him. He needs to mourn his father. And they're just like, don't let his death be a waste. He died so we could have this moment. If we leave now, it's his death will be in vain. And then die eventually going, Pop, we're going to fight them. And Pop going, I understand it's hard, man. I've lost him. You don't understand, Pop. He's here with me now. And I'm just like, God damn it. This is so cringe. Oh, dude, Dragon Quest, the adventure of cringe. (laughs) (laughs) This all happened, and eventually, um, Varn just shows up. Him and his two cronies show up and just like, I honestly didn't expect you all to get here. This ship wasn't supposed to show itself until you were all dead. So your reward... My two aren't going to fight. It's just, this is your chance. It's just me and all of you. And then that's where it stops. It stops for him to about just smack the shit out of all of them. (laughs) This fucking show is literally a meme week after week, man. I mean, it really is. It literally has this whole thing. I could have accepted if it was just the whole die and Barum coming to realization that's his father. But it was then the whole fact that they had to have the argument of whether we're going to fight them or not. And literally Pop's the only one saying we don't need to fight. We need to let die mourn and everyone else and even die being like, no, we got this. (laughs) It's like it was such a pointless argument. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, dude, I, I I honestly, you know, I'll be real. 
listening to you talk about Dragon Quest week after week for the past 56 weeks now, basically. Yeah. Makes me almost feel kind of bad for never taking it off the script. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just been 56 episodes straight. There's been like one recap episode in all these episodes, so. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, for, for, for any potential new listeners to the show here, the reason why Zach never stopped watching it, because like, I watched the first episode, and that was kind of it. It was just on the script, so Zach just kept watching it because I kept putting it on the script, and now he's and in he, too deep. <laughs> and he just kept telling you, don't have to watch it. I was like, it's on the goddamn script. When you take it off the script, we'll get there. But then he didn't take it off until, just didn't take it off until we hit, like, episode 20, and I was like, we're committed at this point. Man. Uh, you, you just, and also just listening to you talk about this show, you know, you've pointed this out before, man, it, you're right. Like the age of this series really comes out with the, the, the oh, show. Yeah, it most definitely does. <laughs> the age I mean, it, of the source material. Good points here and there, but at the time it still doesn't age. Well, we have random shit that makes no sense. Like this episode and the previous episode when Barb was pissed that die took a hit for him. <laughs> And then Hadlar was confused as fuck why he just stabbed Die. <laughs> Damn, dude. Uh, also, let me take a hard left here. Let me take a hard left here. Uh, you know, talking about anime, but we're, it's not an episode here. It's just I, I, this this thought popped in my head because of things that uh, don't necessarily age that hasn't aged well. Um, okay. Did you see the announcement, um, like little trailer for this new Seven Deadly Sins movie? No, I did not. Okay, there's uh, two new Seven Deadly Sins movies coming out. Okay, they're going to be short, uh, shorter movies coming to Netflix. Uh, you know, they're going to be all CGI. There's a trailer for it. You know, I, I think I, I might have mentioned this to you. I don't remember. You mentioned you mentioned it. Yeah, to me, yeah. Uh, it, it, it looks like CGI. it looks like a video game. It looks like a Bondi Namco video game. So in yeah. terms, you know, my thought process here is like things that don't age well. I feel like the anime industry is really pushing towards a CGI thing because this new Dragon Ball movie is going to be all. You know CGI. Do you think we're? You think it's going to get to a point where CGI is just not going to really age well for this, or how you feel? Because I, I feel like it looks like shit. I will be upfront. It looks great if it was a video game upfront. But what me going to see an anime film and seeing the Seven Deadly Sins film on Netflix and it being all CGI or seeing uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, terrible name by the way, in theaters and it being all <laughs> CGI. Like I don't feel like that's going to age well. Like you know, ten years from now or something. What What are your thoughts on the potential that the anime? industry is going all towards the cgi shit i mean it depends on the cgi they use because even in anime now we've noticed that there's like two there's like two or three different kinds of cgi like i can literally go watch an episode of dragon quest and i can see all types of cgi used because i've mentioned it before and um i mean when it's like the real 3d polygon model yeah i don't think that would age very well Traditional CGI, I think it might be okay, um, age-wise, because just traditional CGI usually stands up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, this Bandai Namco CGI you're talking about, I'm not sure, because I still haven't watched the trailer. Um, I'm telling you, just go check it out, man. Just go check out a picture. That's all you gotta do. Go look at a picture of Tristan, you'll be like, wow, yeah, that looks like a Bandai Namco video game. <laughs> I mean, if it's a Bandai Namco video game, it may not look the greatest, but it might age okay. Right. I don't know. I will say I do have a fear that all anime is going to really transition to that um, sort of 
you know, style over the next five to 10 years. I, f- I feel like even just, you know, shows, the shows that we're watching and enjoying today, yeah. I feel like a majority of it's going to transition that way. I really hope it doesn't, man. I really, I, I don't want this, f- unless we can really, you know, enhance how it, how it's going to look, whatever. Because right now, I do think it just looks like we're watching a video game in, in real time. That's what I feel like we're watching. Uh, and while I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing, because, I mean, I don't think the graphic, like, if it was a video game, it's like, yeah, that looks like good graphics to me. But, you know, yeah. at the same time, it's just like, I'm not playing a video game here. I want to watch an anime, you know, and this is what I'm saying. I don't know. It just it looks weird to me. I guess it's I guess it's just being stuck in my ways of what I've watched for the last 20 years of my life. And now we're getting this. And it's just like, kind of kind of scares me a little bit. Because the Dragon Ball Super Superhero Terrible Name movie, man, that that trailer did not do a whole lot for me. And I feel the same way with the Seven Deadly Sins movie. Which also shot in the fact that I forgot Curse by Light was a thing. Uh, I just saw it on Netflix the other day, and I'm like, huh, I probably need to watch that, don't I? Hey, man, probably. Uh, I was, you know, it's funny to talk about Seven Deadly Sins and we'll move on. Um, I was, uh, I finished watching Comey. And I was messing with my phone for a few minutes and it just started. It went on like a screen where it's just like slowly flipping through pictures of different shows. Like, oh, you could watch this one. You could watch this one. It came up with the newest season of Seven Deadly Sins and it's just like a still shot of all seven of, of the sins standing there like, hey, you know, we're the Seven Deadly Sins. Like, look at the screen. And I look up and I see it. Dude, it looked like shit even in the still shot. I'm just like, man, Bond's hair looks like literal polygons right now. Like, this looks so wow. bad. And I, it just reminded me, I got like PTSD of this whole last season where I'm just like, oh God, that last season was so bad. I'm so glad it's over. Oh, anyway, now that we got that tangent out of the way, I guess that little sidetrack, uh, let's let's go to 86 and finish up with Platinum. I feel like Platinum End is going to be a good finish up here. Um, first off, uh, I don't, if you haven't checked out anime plus news and you don't watch 86, 86 will be on a break this upcoming weekend. Big sad, especially with where we're going. Uh, apparently it is because of production issues, uh, production issues. I did report that anime plus news So make sure to check that out every single Monday at 7am central standard time. Um, so with this episode, it was just a big buildup for this huge battle, this huge war that is about to kick off. And that's why it's like just a huge cock tease that, we, that we're that we having a break this weekend. Uh, there will be an episode posted, but it, it's going to be like some sort of, what, what did they Commentary refer? Commentary episode. Commentary episode, that's what it was. Uh, I will say the first like two minutes of this episode was top tier content. Because you were getting to see the Legion attack the uh, Republic, which was mm-hmm. awesome. And you could see the Republic just completely in, in shambles. You get to see our, our waifu here, as well as her friend still alive and kicking and trying to fight back by, you know, you see a shit ton of uh, dead uh, processors. You know, they're, mm-hmm. you know, the juggernauts everywhere. You even see up on a sign of where the people within the Republic clearly did not want the 86 to be within the district, be within the walls where it's like, go away, 86. We don't want 86, whatever. Meanwhile, they're yeah. fighting for the country they don't give a shit about, the 86R. Uh, so those first two minutes were awesome. Awesome, awesome content. Uh, and then this episode gives us uh, a kind of a fucked up little like little side story here for a minute, right? Because uh, you get to see, um, you know, uh, it kind of shows some flashbacks of this previous fight that we had where Shin's like his dark side mm-hmm. really kind of came out and stopped giving a shit. And then you find out why it's because he got a letter from Eugene's uh, little sister basically calling him out and saying, you should have been the one to die, not my older brother. And it's just like, damn, that got dark, man. That got very, very dark. This is a little girl. You know, we met her in, like, episode two. It's 
piece of shit because she was obviously like it's really awful just because of that thing and they it's all very very obvious that her she was affected by the blonde kid who he yep. was never a fan of shit anyway so he probably straight up told her that shit killed her brother and naturally threw that hate onto him yeah and you know us getting to see that little flashback of like where he got the letter literally right you know because it was the moment uh, in the previous episode where, or the episode before, I don't remember which one, uh, right before all the, that fight was about to start, you see Shin's hatch coming to a close and he gets that wicked smile. He, yeah. get, he gets that smile because he got that letter and he's just like, he just kind of loses it. He kind of snaps a little bit, basically. Uh, and in this episode, he gets a second letter and he was just about to open it and then someone called him off. So it's just like, oh shit, what was that letter about to say? Um, and then I think he did eventually read it at the end there. Oh, at the end of this episode, did he? Yeah, he did eventually read that after he got back okay. uh, from the meeting and everything. Yeah, um, and I, I will it. I will say when it came to like going through the little flashback of everything that kind of happened, you do get a nice little moment where it, it, it's basically also Shin just kind of like admitting like, eh, who cares if I die? It doesn't matter. You know, that's where you get a nice little like almost like flashback kind of moment or whatever with with Lena where she's like, I won't forget whatever, and you get to see. Th- you get to see Lena again and almost in his mind, basically kind of a yeah. talking to Lena in his head, which is a, which was a very nice moment to help set up some future stuff. Yeah. And overall it was just nice episode. I mean, it revealed that the big bad for this one's a giant freaking artillery yeah. gun off of that's the size of a train. Yep. And that they've the 86 have been chosen to, to go be jettisoned into the center of it yep. and take it out. Which is what we've Why? seen in the, uh, the opening, uh, the opening, um, for the, for the show for this season. Yeah. You see that shot where, yeah, yep. yep. Uh, which, you know, that was probably my, f- I, I don't know. I, I did love the first two minutes, but the, this was probably my favorite part of this episode because meanwhile, while the 86 have been selected to do this, because even though this country uh, claim that you know the empire claims to be so much different and they, they want to you know and there are people that literally legitimately want the 86 to live their life there are but at the same time there are other people in the military where it's just like if they die you know they die you know they're not really part of the empire where you just kind of took them in and, and you know, there are those select few that are like that but for the most part the empire is like you know I mean, there were people that didn't want you know, obviously their adopted father didn't want them to join the military wanted them to go live a life you know, yeah. stuff like that. But at the end of the day, the way they look at it is like, you know, we could sacrifice our own people on this potential suicide mission or the 86 that are like hella good at destroying the Legion. Like they're better than all of ours. So, eh, you know, it could kind of work out, you know, cause in that scene, you know, Shin basically, you know, it, it is now confirmed that the empire is aware of Shin's ability. You know, yeah. the, the, they test it where it's like, go to the map, point out where the Legion are. It's like, okay, you got it all right, whatever. And the, what I love about this scene was while uh, Gerda Wenzel, I think her name, we were trying to figure out her name before we started. She's sitting there arguing to this commander or whatever his position was about, about sending the, about sending the, uh, that squad to take care of this in the 86. And as is, has happening, Shin's just standing there and it's like you, and, and that argument's kind of fading out in the background. The audio is, it's getting quiet and quiet and you see all of the dead spearhead behind Shin and they're talking to Shin, calling him, you know, his reaper, their reaper, whatever, basically thanking him, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, in this episode, it's just like, you know, even earlier on when they were having, you know, dinner, it's just like, you know, or having lunch, it's just like, you know, even here we are still viewed as 86. That is how we are continued to be viewed. Another thing from that same scene where that happens was um, 
when the general was telling them that they're going to lead the attack and that they were going to be, they were going to be calling them spearhead for this operation. Yep. I did enjoy that which, little tidbit, which was a nice, was a nice touch of what right before that he has that whole go back in the spirits of all the other previous processors being like, yeah, they're still treating us like shit. Yeah. Nothing's changed basically. Uh, no, this was a very good episode, a very good setup episode that leaves you on such a tease because, you know, again, we don't have an episode this weekend. So big depressy there. Really looking forward to this big fight kicking off, man. Uh, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, speaking of phenomenal, how is Platinum in episode six? I did not have time to watch it. Um, so how was this? So previous episode left off with a body on the tower and more or less it going on about how um, Metropolitan has possibly given wings or an arrow to a psycho killer, yep. serial killer. Yep. So it continues that on as a whole and that um, it is in fact that he has given both an arrow, red arrow and wings to this middle school uh, serial killer girl who goes around killing um girl other girls and mm -hmm. that she's been tasked specifically to kill ugly girls reason being why <laughs> metropolitan's friend from the previous episode mentioned that if he could do anything his wish would be to um get rid of uglier girls so he took that and got this girl to start doing that to also use her to draw out any god can candidates and then there's a whole thing with um I can never remember his name. Is it Murai? Uh, Mirai. 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 Um, him, Saki, and their new ally. The talking guy, about the what guy they with need. cancer. What, what? The guy with cancer. Yeah. Okay. About how they needed to handle it, and um, if given the opportunity, would uh, Mirai kill Metropolitan? And the cancer guy being like, we need to kill him. And Mirai more or less sort of breaking down because he could not convince himself in his head to be able to kill someone. Like, he, the guy even gives him the scenario of if Metropolitan was going to shoot Saki and he had the chance to be able to shoot him before she, he shot Saki, would he be able to? And he goes into his head and sees this whole scenario playing and just he can't get himself to shoot him with a red or white arrow to the point where he can't kill him and actually shows him Metropolitan killing Saki because of his indecision. Hmm. Yeah, like, he cannot physically, mentally bring himself to kill a person regardless of how bad they are. You want to know what that kind of reminds me of? And it's really, really random, but the for some reason, the first thing that I kind of think of is almost like the same mentality of, like, let's say, Aang had when it came to going up against Ozai. Where it's just like he yeah. just basically refused to kill him and he was trying to find every way possible to not kill him. I kind of feel like Mirai is kind of the same way here, but not on the obviously the level of Aang, Aang being a monk and everything, where all life is sacred. But I feel like yeah. we're going to potentially see the same sort of route here where Mirai is going to try to find every way possible to not kill Metropolitan. Well, it's not even that. It's, it's literally just he's he acknowledges that metropolitan needs to be stopped but right. he himself he cannot bring himself to kill another person regardless of what it is mm -hmm. um and then yeah it has a whole thing where uh metropolitan has shot that girl with a red arrow the serial killer 
and she straight up has shot another girl with a red arrow and has taken her to a room where they're more or less have about to have sex. And, um, cause like the first scene it shows with her is she has stripped off the other girl's shirt and she's barely wearing anything. She like her herself, she's wearing a blouse that's barely color and covering herself. She's got nothing else on. Um, and she ties up the other girl and murders her with a knife. Brutal. And then has her drop off the body at another, uh, at the same tower where the previous body was. And then just has her chill there. He, she has, he has her shoot all the officers to take all the, take the body away and leave and not have anyone come up the tower. She just chills there under orders until, uh, Mirai and the cancer dude show up. Mirai's waiting in the wings and hopes, uh, waiting for Metropolitan to show up to be able to shoot him with a red arrow. And then Panzer Dude confronts the girl, asking what she's doing on uh, the tower and everything. And her just going, Oh, I was told to wait here. Uh, Metropolitan's supposed to show up. I was told if another candidate showed up, I need to stay with them. And him just going, What? And then, because the whole pre episode is them trying to perceive what Metropolitan's move's gonna be. And every time Metropolitan thinks a step ahead, because. It ends with him having rigged the tower and blowing up both the girl and the cancer dude. Oh, shit, okay. Chilling there. He just straight up blows the top of the tower up. Metropolitan, Metropolitan does? Yes. Okay. Well, that's how it ends. Also, I'm assuming because you didn't mention it, we have not met Cancer Dude's Angel yet, right? Oh, no, it references her because okay. whenever he introduces himself, he says he was met by... Uh, yeah, I remember that. I just didn't know, like, is, is she, like, has she reappeared yet, like, in present time, not just in that flashback? Yeah, no, he, she shows up actually okay. in this episode whenever he goes back to Saki and Mirai to, he brings them guns to be able to fight, regardless if they can use arrows, and his angel shows up too. Oh, okay. okay. And there's sort of a fiction between Mir- Mirai and this guy, because when the guy brings the guns, he's just, Mirai straight up asks him, is it okay to make teenagers murderers? And killers or criminals and murderers. Looking forward to checking this episode out and honestly just the the rest of the season. Um for the for the new shows that's come out this season so far, new shows, so eighty six is not counting here. Is Platinum in in your opinion the best one so far, or do you think it's talk op? I was, Honestly, if I, was I had thinking to choose about this question, the, what's airing? What I was thinking about this question as you as we were talking about talk off. I'm like, I wonder which one he thinks is better. I mean, all the ones we're watching probably platinum in out of what's actually come out, and I've been watching. I would actually say um, the assassin one. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Platinum End is uh, definitely my favorite new one so far, uh, followed by probably Talk Hop. Sakagon's pretty solid though, and I don't know. I really, I really, like, I do like Comey quite a bit. So I'd have to really think about that. Um, what was your favorite episode of the week? Mine's just going to be 86. 86 is great. Yeah, I'm going to have to say 86. 86 was overall very good. And with how they're, they're going with Demon Slayer, you know, I'm going to keep watching it, but it's just like, come on, give me, give me a little something new, please. I'm basically wasting the theater district. It's not much. Yeah, I know. I can't, I will say I cannot wait for that arc like here and just we're, we're less than a month away. We are less than a month away. December 4th, I believe is when it kicks off. So, mm-hmm. Let me actually fact check that. Let's see, because it should just be uh, Sunday, I think. December 5th. December 5th, shout out to Davin, friend of ours. It's his birthday. 
Happy birthday, Davin. Happy early birthday, Davin. Hope you well. Um, that day, uh, that, the, that arc will begin. So really excited for that. But yeah, 86 is my favorite. Um, really solid there. Uh, let's go to our chapter ratings for the week. Finish off the soap beautifully, which does include the finale of Red Hood. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. We're about to get uh, the Ayashimon uh, kicking off uh, this Sunday, which is, of course, by the creator of Hell's Paradise. Uh, for anyone that does not know of what Hell's Paradise is, Hell's Paradise is basically a series that opened the door for series that we love today, like Spy Family, Dan and Dan, and Kaiju Number 8 when it comes to Jump Plus. Hell's Paradise was all those series before those series were a thing. Um, you know, you know, being a very popular series over at Jump Plus uh, that really paved the way for everything else. And so when this series, uh, Ayahashimon, I believe is how you're pronouncing it. Uh, I could be very wrong on that. I've been wrong before on these names. We know this. Um, everyone, everyone saw the creator, everyone got big pumped. Big, big pumped. Because they, they kind of viewed it the same thing as like uh, Fujimoto when he went from Fire Punch, you know, pretty popular series that, you know, it was kind of like uh, had its cult following sort of thing, you know, in terms of popularity uh, to the, getting his big shot with Chainsaw Man. So people, are, I've noticed a lot of people relating it to that where everyone is very excited for this um, series to kick off. I know they uh, they already launched an official Twitter for it. I mean, oh, nice. So I, th- I think this is about to get the same level of push as Elusive Samurai did. They already yeah, launched probably. a Twitter for it, and it like even before the first chapter, I noticed it already had like two thousand followers. So, Damn. I think this is going to get an elusive samurai level push. And then you know we get, we do have two more series that are set to come out over the next couple weeks because we know Nero is officially ending uh, this weekend. The final chapter of Nero is happening. Fuck you, Zach. Uh, about time you get a loss. It lasted longer than yours. <laughs> it's about time that you get a loss. Uh, uh, we know that's ending, and then we know another series. Is, you know, there's three series starting. So the big question is, what else is being cut? You know, is it going to be potentially be P6 even before Volume One comes out? Because I've heard P6 is not being uh, um, taken well. I still think it's going to be High School Family, man. I saw the early numbers for this latest volume, dude. It only sold 4K. Like, come on, that's Better. Kubo bought like three of those. <laughs> I know it's got the Kubo Silva approval. Okay. I'm very aware of that, but man, I'm telling you high school family or Magu Chan or P six, I think is going to be the one to get cut personally. But. I like how we don't even put Robico on that list anymore, just because of how much of a meme it is to survive. It is dude. It is like the sales are okay. I mean, it'll sell over 20 K a volume. That's not bad. It's on the lower. I mean, no, it's, it's, on, it's on the lower end. Yes, but it's not bad as a whole. But it's also just because the meme, like it's, it has such a strong cult following right now that I don't think it's going to go away. But Nero, Red Hood, and um, uh, the latest High School Family Man, like four k a piece. I think Nero actually only sold three k. Like, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So anyway, let's hop into the ratings. Uh, I'll kick things off with One Piece, one thousand and thirty-one. I'd give this one an eight. Actually, this one was a nice little uh, Sanji chapter. I liked, I liked the ending of Ford here. Uh, what about My Hero Academia uh, 332? I give it an 8. I give it an 8, but next chapter... Next chapter it sounds pretty dope. I haven't actually checked it out yet, but I've, I've, I've read the synopsis. It sounds pretty dope. Uh, Black Clover 312? I'll give it a 7 just because of the end shot. The end shot was really nice. Uh, I'll give it a 7 as well. Dr. Stone 217? Um, yeah. 6? Uh, 5. 
Mission Yoda's core family, 105. Uh, probably an 8. Probably an 8. Undead and Luck, 86. Probably an 8. Beyblade saves the world. <laughs> Beyblade JJK. saves... Yeah, JJK. Sorry. Uh, JJK, 164. Um, I'll give it an 8. I'll give it an 8 as well. Uh, Mashal, 84. I'll give it an 8. Yeah, eight. Sakamoto Days, 46. I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine as well. I love that ending. Why can't I slim down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, is the best, that is the best thing of just, why can't I slim down and everyone going, we're not going to see him slim moto? <laughs> no. Uh, what about Blue Box, chapter 28? Um, I'll give it an eight. eight. I enjoyed it. How did you feel about the finale of Red Hood? Freaking Cholas series. <laughs> um, I mean, it ended on a fucking fantastic way. Yep. Um, I'm only gonna give it a six, personally though. I still, I'm gonna give it another high rating just because I really, <laughs> really respect the the full blown fucking approach. Yeah, because I mean, really, for anyone that has not read Red Hood, and obviously you're not going to read it because it's now ending, and there's nothing gonna come out of it. But I'm not kidding. This ending was the best example of the creator just not giving a fuck and said, all right, whatever. My series is ending. Let's blow everything up. <laughs> like fucking with meta as hell, too. Yeah, so I'm going to give it an 8 just because I really do respect the ending. Uh, what about Nero 17? Um, I'll give it a 6. Uh, I mean, it's sort of... Uh, it's going in a weird spot, but yeah. i give it a 5. Uh, I've officially dropped P6 off the rating board. I'm assuming you stopped reading it as well. No, I've been reading it. No, okay. Well, do you want to rate it? Uh, it was a seven. Okay. Which also another one that I dropped. Which watch? Do you want to rate which watch? Are you reading it? Or are you dropping it? Because I dropped it again. <laughs> I don't know what to expect from which watch. Okay. Um, I would give it a five because it's gone ah. back onto its one shots of bullshit. When you started to laugh just then, I thought you were about to pull some bullshit where it's just like, Alex, it got good again. <laughs> if it did again, that would have been fucking hilarious. Maybe I also, just need to stop it, period, if that's the case. Yeah, um, Samurai, 39. Uh, yeah, uh, Samurai, uh, I would probably give this one uh, probably a 7. I'd give it a 7 as well. My Hero Vigilante. Actually, no, I'm going to give it an A because of the fucking weird guy of just going... Okay, we'll leave a trail of ears and eyeballs for you to follow. <laughs> uh, My Hero Vigilante is 113. Uh, I'd probably give this one a 7. Uh, Kaiju number 8, for, uh, chapter 49. I'll give it an 8. I'll give it an 8 as well. Dan Dan 31, probably just a 7. Um, all right, hopping over to Weekly Show Magazine stuff. I do want to give a very special shout-out. Shout-out and rest in peace and moment of silence for the site that I've been reading most of these series from because out of nowhere they just decided to kill the website. Like I went to go load up the chapter for Tokyo Avengers and it's just like, it's like, Oh no, the page can't be loaded. And there's like a button where it's like back to safety. I'm like, eh, whatever it failed at loading. Let's get back to the main page. Take it back to the main page. It's just like, we have decided to close the website, whatever, blah, blah. I'm just like, no, you were the most secure website for me to read some of these series. So moment of silence moments pass. So I had to quickly find another se- another website that did not horribly blow up my phone with pop-ups Still working, uh, still working on that, but I found something to at least work for today. Uh, so Fire Force 290, I'd probably give it an 8. Man, the ending that we got for this chapter, I just can't... I, I, I don't know if I can buy in that that was real. I'll say that. 
It does okay. involve it does involve a pretty major character potentially getting fucked. Now, granted, we already had one major character that got fucked a while ago, and the and that character is gone. But I, I I find it difficult to believe this character is gone, especially the way that he would go out. I just I don't know. We'll see, but I'll give it an eight. Toker Avengers two thirty. Uh, seven. Seven as well. Eden zero one sixty six. I didn't get a chance to read it, man. Fuck, man. No, no. I did, did read. The, I did. I, I did read one sixty five. I saw what you were talking about. So wh- what happens? Where do we go? Well, I, just give I me think, a rating. I, I think he finally was willing to give up a character. No. <laughs> no. The one time I don't want him to do this. <laughs> the one time. Like it, it's pretty. It's a pretty fucking. Uh, Aftermath chapter of just no. characters sort of having to deal with it. He's even having a moment between uh, Shiki and Rebecca, and just Rebecca fucks herself up a bit trying to uh, do something. But the one time I did not want him to pull a normal hero, Mashima, and here we are. Ah, uh, moment of silence. Moments pass. That's uh, that's that's upsetting. What would you rate it? Eight. Okay. Uh, to your eternity. Did one fifty two come out, or was another like point something? I didn't get to read this one either. It was it was a one fifty one point five, but I never got to read it because it wouldn't load on fucking Crunchyroll. It would just kept telling me four oh four page can't be found. Man, Crunchyroll's been kind of fucking up recently. I mean, it's always been a dog shit manga reading <laughs> side as it is. It's it's terrible. It's the worst one out there. Uh, but it's the only official source for some of these. Uh, same thing, I didn't get to read Seven Deadly Sins because Crunch, Crunch Rolls is fucking up. Uh, Ranger Reject, uh, Chapter 28. Give this one a seven. Did find another site for that one. But yeah, Crunch Rolls eating ass right now, man. They need to get their shit together. I know they won't, but I wish they would. Uh, hopping over to Webtoons, which also, shout out, like, I feel like sometime like this month or next month, we should be getting God of High School back, right? Sure. I thought it was like November, uh, December. God of High School was coming back. I think that's what they said, but I mean, I'm still waiting for Unordinary to come back too. So yeah, I'm waiting for God of High School, Unordinary, and Down to Earth and Shooter Armor. They're the they're the four that I'm reading that are all on, on a current little break. Um, but anyway, uh, Soul Leveling one seventy three. Oh, nine. I'm giving this one a nine, baby. Loved it. Yeah. Um, I'm unsure if I fully read this chapter now. I think, I'm trying to think of whatever. I remember that he starts fighting. He takes him to sure. he takes him to the castle. Right, and then, and then okay. he pointed out he's like, "Is that your castle?" And it's just like, you know, he's back there and kind of like in a cartoony way. He's just like, "Dot dot dot dot." Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm giving it a nine. It yeah, that was dope. Uh, Weak Hero 163. I will give it an eight. I give it an eight. Love that ending. Love that, that ending. Great. I'm just great and recognizing who he just saw. Yeah. Uh, what about El Seed? One. It is one forty three, right? I did get that right. Yes. Okay. One one forty three. Would you rate it? Uh, I'd give it a seven. Okay. Uh, all that. Yeah. Did I? I read a week here. Yeah, eight. Um, what was your favorite chapter of the week? I'm gonna go solo leveling. Um. I'm going to go Sakamoto. I did notice on Webtoon a couple other series that I'm reading also get that four-chapter treatment that you talked about with LC. 
Yeah, it was weird. It was only some series. Mm-hmm. It, it was sporadic. True Beauty was one. It has got you know, four chapters dropped out of nowhere. And also, hello, surprise for anyone listening to the show normally. I do read True Beauty. Great, great, great read. Enjoy that. The uh, one thing I really saw that was interesting through Webtoon was that Laura Olympus got an actual whole book. Really? Yeah, no, they've been advertising on the banners that Laura Olympus got a whole actual uh, book. Not like just like a manga volume, but like a novel version of it. Oh, okay. That's pretty, that's pretty hype. Uh, it is set to get, uh, an animated series sometime in the future. I think by Netflix. I remember, right? Am I remembering yes. that right? Okay, cool. Um, Laura Olympus is one that I read like the first two chapters for, and I always meant to go back and pick it back up. And I never have, I need to sooner or later. Cause like, if you look at like, if you go look at webtoon and look at like the top, like popular romance, it's Laura Olympus. It's Laura Olympus every time. And it's usually in the top for top series. And yeah. uh, it's funny, like, when it comes to the romance, if you go look at all the top romance, like the top ten and stuff, I'm reading almost every single one of them except for Laura Olympus. It's, like, the only one that I haven't, I haven't hit yet. Everything else on there is just like, oh, yep, yeah, True Beauty, yep, checking that one off. Oh, Age Matters and that was going on, yep, I was reading that one. Down to Earth, oh, yep, reading that one. Um, Let's Play, yep, reading that one. Uh, Mage and Demon Queen, definitely reading that one. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, Laura Olympus is the only one that I have not checked out. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, Zach, do you got any last thoughts on anything that we talked about? Anything else in the anime industry that uh, you want to shout out or just any last thoughts in general? No, I don't really think I got anything. You got anything? Shout out to the Naruto Fortnite collab finally becoming a thing. <laughs> all right that was the thing that came out yeah i love yeah. i love that those pictures now are going around where it's like uh it's well, like one of the in shots from the storm four fight of naruto and sasuke where it's like they're all beaten up and it's the meme where it's just like i may be out of chakra but i'm not out of options and naruto pulls out a gun that meme has been filtered so oh, hardcore God. because of Fortnite. <laughs> but yeah that's a thing so get ready to see you know people running around as naruto sasuke sakura and kakashi on uh Fortnite. Oh, I guess uh, for reference, I mean, for anyone who may have missed it, uh, Riot's Arcane came out. Okay, yeah, I am so debating if I'm about to hop into that or not because I've been checking out some stuff on it. It looks super clean, and I was looking for something to oh, watch the other day. it does look clean, like all the trailers yeah. and everything, and then... Uh, because it's also been streaming because they've been allowing people have been watching it on stream and Twitch, but it's on Netflix is the platform that is actually on. Yep. I've been meaning to watch it at some point, so... Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that if you if we wanted to check it out and talk about it on the show because uh, that is one that that's in my radar for sure. Um, I also noticed, and I thought this was kind of interesting because it's like they've gone back and they've changed their initial plan because you know we got JoJo Part Six coming out soon, and originally yeah. it was kind of being talked about where it's going to be like just a one big like monthly drop of episodes every month, and then they kind of pulled back on that, and now the official announcement is going to like drop uh, at sometime beginning of November. I mean, beginning of December for 12 episodes only, and then more is going to come later. I just find yeah. it interesting that they're doing that because like Comey, for example, it was delayed for us. It's not delayed over in Japan. They're ahead in Japan by like three or four episodes, but it Comey's being released weekly. 
every week one episode's dropping so i don't know I, netflix is like in a, such a weird place right now Still trying to out. figure out what the hell they're doing with animation i know man and i wish they would just get get their shit together and just i honestly just wish they would just go to a weekly cycle i really do while i do enjoy to a point just kicking back you know once on a blue moon and just binge watching some anime episodes i do enjoy that on occasion man i'm an adult i don't have time for shit like that all the time like give me the one episode a week that's not bad. Hit that one episode, maybe hit another episode of a couple other shows. I'm good. But once you drop like 20 something episodes on me at once, I'm like, all right, well, this will get done in like three months. I don't have time to sit yeah. here and watch every episode. I not, every once in a while I do. Every once in a while a show will come out where I have to check out every episode immediately. Um, you know, but for the most part, no, not, not so much. That's, that's, that's a, that's a time consuming thing there. Okay. I, I don't have time for that. We have jobs and shit. We have a life we're trying to live other things to do. I have video games that I would like to play. <laughs> so, uh, I, I wish Netflix would figure it out though. I really do. Especially if they're going to keep picking up properties. Like what are they going to do with chainsaw, man? We still have no idea. Yeah, we still have no clue. Which, is, other, other than the trailers map was put out, that's all we've gotten. Which it's funny because that was supposed to come out this year. I sure yeah. should. It's not. No way. Unless they just pop it out of nowhere, like, oh, it's coming out in December. No way that's coming Merry out. Merry Christmas. Year. Yeah, exactly. No chance. No chance it's coming out. So I don't know. Especially, I will say, with some of these series that we know are going to be poised to get animes within, like, let's say next year for sure, more than likely, and even the year after. I am kind of scared of Netflix in this situation. Like, let's say like Mashal is a great example. Mashal's poised for an anime. Like, are, is Netflix going to grab that up? You know, because it's you know got a lot of popularity going behind it. You know, I mean, I, one that's really worrying that is been announced is Spy Family. Is Netflix going to try and get the Western license for that? I know, man. I'm, I'm I am afraid for some of these. Well, I don't know. I think Spy Family might be going to Crunchyroll. I think that one's set for Crunchyroll. Is it okay? I don't think it's like a crunchy roll, like only sort of thing, like some other shows, but I do think well, it is I set mean, to go to Crunchyroll. Considering Crunchyroll and Funimation's on the same umbrella now, so. Right. You're right. Yeah, true. Um, so I know you're right there, too. And other series, you know, like uh, Kaiju Number 8 would be another one, like when the time comes for that, who's going to grab it? Because I, you know, because I feel like, you know, Netflix could sneak in and, and take that one. So I, I wish Netflix would figure their shit out. But anyway, uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here. Zach, any last thoughts? Uh, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you are watching us on YouTube and you like what we're doing, you can hit that subscribe button. And if you really like what's going on, you can then hit the notification bell and it'll let you know anytime any one of our videos come up, whether it be Animan, News, Lighthearted, Terrible Football, any of our wonderful shows we do. And you can do that at youtube.com slash sparky3. Thank you, Zach. Uh, do everything that he said and more, uh, and we would definitely appreciate that. And uh, with that said, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you made it all the way to the end. If you are, you're an absolute legend. Uh, comment down below your thoughts on any of these shows that are that we're watching currently, and also comment down below any thoughts on the CGI conversation that we had earlier, as well as even the Netflix conversation we just had. Does Netflix worry you in the anime industry with some other big shows set to come out over the near future? Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, get any feedback possible is appreciated. Give us a follow at Twitter. That's it. Till next time, guys. Have a good one. See you. Bye.